0: Welcome, one and all, to the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast, where we are not experts, but we certainly would like to be. And I would also like to be a movie narrator someday. I thought about it. Anyway, welcome, everybody. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Travis, my wonderful co-host, and this is the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast. Um, A little housekeeping, so we have our Patreon that is up and running for about a month now. And, uh, you know, we've gotten a couple of patrons. We're so grateful for you. Um, Really, the purpose behind that is we want to continue to improve this podcast by adding new features like video um, so that we can have video recording every week, which we're just not able to do that right now. And having some financial support would um, kind of allow us to do that. Among other things, you know, other future things that we'd like to do, you know, down the line is it'd be cool to do a giveaway that we could... Mm-hmm. buy a tool and, and give it away to some to the people who support us um or you know we, we haven't really thought about it there's some brainstorming that needs to happen and uh, we also have a facebook uh, page facebook community uh, it's not incredibly active right now but the plan is is to get more people involved and to get more active there so we can just have a continuous conversation all the time and then for our patrons we have a uh, a, a discord community as well. And the purpose of that is really just, again, community, but also we want you, if you want to be involved with kind of inventing this podcast as we go, it's kind of the purpose there too, is just having ideas for different segments, ideas for guests we can come bring on, um, ideas for maybe if you got some dad jokes, drop them in there. Um, mm. and really any sort of other thing there. And that's, that's really cool. I really like the discord communities. I'm a part of just being able to communicate back and forth with people that are, have the same interest as you, um, and that are in your niche. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> Whatever. And, uh, yeah, we also have Instagram. So go follow us there. Um, wouldn't it be nice? Underscore podcast. That's where we do most of our posting as of now. Um, We'd like to get more into that side of stuff, too, making reels and making more than just one post a week about what our podcast guest is going to be. We'd love to do um, more things there. And to be honest with you, Travis and I are both busy guys. We've got we've got life outside of doing this, and this is something we love doing and something we enjoy, but it's a lot of hard work, too. It's a lot of energy to put into this and take a couple hours out of our night just to talk, but then also to sit down and, and edit stuff and so, we're gonna get there eventually, but right now we're just kind of taking our taking our time to get there. So, anyway, this episode is the first episode we've done since I want to say my interview episode, episode mm-hmm. three. That's just been Travis and I, cause we've had guests, and man, that's like been so cool. I but like loved our conversations we've had so far with everybody. It's and we've had so many different levels of where people are at, um, in the woodworking world, construction world, s- uh, sawyering world. Uh, that was uh-huh. last episode. Um, that was, that was really cool to hear from him, uh, about like the behind the scenes, getting wood ready to build wood shop projects with and, and all that. So this episode really is going to be an update on us, kind of a brainstorming episode too. Just talking about where we want to take the thing, and we've got ideas, we've got plans, we've got our wouldn't it be nices, but um, yeah, it's kind of what it's kind of what's in store for tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would tend to agree. Um, you know, this is an absolute ton of fun. We've gotten to talk to people from all over the United States. Um, Dylan, like you just talked about, we talked about, um, you know, the sawmill and we've talked small business and, and Mm. strategies within business. We've talked different woodworking methods and, and we've heard a lot of really cool stories. So, yeah, I think we're both super, super excited to keep this up. Um, The listener, you know, you being the listeners, your, you, your input is, is very valuable to us. Very. Um, And, you know, we've gotten to know, a handful of you, um, by either having you on the show or chatting with you back and forth on Instagram or whatever, you know, we're, we're two guys, you know, we live seven miles apart in small town, Iowa. We're, we're just guys with our families and and we happen to love woodworking. So, um, you know, please don't, don't be strangers. We would love to chat with you. Um, and, and certainly yeah. hear what you have to say. But um, yeah, I'm excited for this for this episode. Dylan, I think my um, outlook on woodworking, um, where I want to take it, has changed a lot. Even since we just started this back in, what, J- January? Is it Feb- yeah, we, January, we, February?
0: We started recording in January and released our first episode February 1st. Mm-hmm and at the time of this recording it is now april 4th so mm-hmm. we've been going for 3 months now which is crazy to me yeah time has flown
1: yeah and it it definitely feels like a routine at this point you know it's just yeah. tuesdays are recording night and and i feel like our families know that that's the case and yep and you know that's that's what we wanted you know i think when we started this thing it was like maybe a little bit of something sticking in the back of my mind that was like okay yeah we'll probably record like two or three episodes see if we like it and then it is what it is from there but yeah this is this has become a a big part of life it's been a lot of fun so
0: yeah i mean it is now a regular part of life um and i think it's because we both enjoy it it's not i mean it has its work, and sometimes feels like a hassle when you have to do all the editing. Like for me, that's my least favorite part is the just the having to edit and cut stuff down. Because we'll have such long conversations where it's like we'll mm-hmm. have our set podcast time, but then we'll just kind of you know talk with the with our guests for another half hour. And it's always ooh, man, can you hear me? Yep, we're good. It was, it was weird. I don't know if it was the headphones or my mic. Um, but so we have these long episodes, these long talks where it's like an hour and 40 minutes and then we got to cut it down 40 minutes. And I hate Mm -hmm. doing that. One, it's just like tedious Two, it's such great content. And it's like, I don't want to cut all this stuff down, but really to make it a listenable podcast, I I just think we have to shoot for the hour mark or under, but literally, Mm -hmm. literally every episode we've said, 45 to an hour, and we always go to an hour. It's always uh-huh. it's always right there.
1: Which is a great problem to have.
0: I think it is. I think it is, because I was always skeptical of, like, are we going to have enough content each episode to have an hour uh-huh. episode? And I always thought that's, like, a lot of time, but it always seems to go by so fast.
1: Right, right. So why don't you kick things off here and – You know what's what's on your bench and and kind of fill us in a little bit on Mm. what's been going on in your shop since we started this thing oh man
0: um i feel like there's a lot actually i've been kind of hitting pause on woodworking a little bit recently just because life is so hectic otherwise um just with school and family life and everything i've been pretty stretched thin and just tired and my wife's the same way we just both have been very busy with, I mean, she's got a full time job and on top of that. She's got a part time job. So, and I'm I'm a half time, part time stay at home dad, and then part time counselor. So uh-huh. I'm not getting paid for that either. So that makes things a little difficult too, because I'm taking, you know, twenty hours out of my week, but then I'm not getting paid for it. So it's it's worth it in the long run because it's it's something I really love doing, and got a lot of affirmation about it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do, and I love it. But um, it's it's hard. It's it's just the main part that's 20 hours where I'm not getting paid, where I'm not home either. So mm-hmm. um, that's been taking up a lot of time. And then just papers I got to write, taking up a lot of time. So I've been kind of putting woodworking on the back burner a little bit. Um, more or less, I'm still doing it. Um, but if there's a couple weeks there for like a month. Yeah, it was about a month, maybe three and a half weeks, where I didn't go out there at all. I wasn't able to Uh do anything, which, for me, I hated, just because I love it so much. It's for me, it's it's not just a job or something to make money off of, and not just a hobby either. It's like therapy in a way. Uh I don't know, being able to work with my hands and, I mean, it's not mindless. But it's pretty low brain energy, so I can just kind of decompress after long days. Just kind of, I don't know, process through life and build and I don't know, pray or you know, listen, watch a, a show while I'm doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just it's work, but it's very enjoyable and it's almost restful. It's it's right. Kinda, it's weird. I can have the longest day of my life and go out there, and it's like, this is this is paradise. hmm So, anyway, um, long tangent, just to say that I haven't really been working much, but I do have some projects. So, right now, I've got, so I have, again, my, my good friend. Um, he lives out in uh, Washington State, and he works at, it, it's, uh, have you ever heard of Nick's Handmade Boots? Mm-hmm. So he works out there. He was a cobbler for two or three years, and now he's he's actually moving out of uh, that city. So he's no longer going to be working there um, in-store, but he is working remotely for them. So he's transitioning to doing, like, online kind of marketing sales type of stuff, customer service type of stuff online. And um, he's working now with, like, getting... I, I hate the word influencer, but getting like social media people to partner with and, and kind of display their brand. So he sent me some coasters and he sent me some other items, a little catch all tray and some leather. And, um, I've been working on projects for them, trying to make videos. And I really enjoy that. Cause I made a little coaster video the other day. Um, uh, yeah, I saw that. that. Yep. Yeah. A little, little, a coaster caddy thing. Coaster corral is what I called it, but I just you know, had the idea of I want I have these leather coasters that I want to build something for to kind of keep them contained, but also I was like, why not add a bottle opener to this thing? Because I've yeah. never seen it before. I was like, I've 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 seen little coaster carrying things that will hold four or five coasters, but I've never seen anything that also holds a bottle opener. Oh, excuse me. So it's it's standing up. <clears throat> Excuse me. (coughs) So it's vertical. It holds four four of the leather coasters, and on the side, it's got magnets, and it holds a little bottle opener on the side, so you can put it on your end table and have it all there in one place. Um, Another project that I actually talked about in like episode one that I never got started on just because of, of the timing of it with my customer, but I finally am working on it now. I'm making a big. Uh, big canvas frame Um, he's a painter and his idea was I'm going to I'm going to build the frame for him and frame the whole canvas it's blank and then he's going to paint the canvas but also he's going to paint the frame too Mm. it's kind of kind of unique idea and he's really talented artist so I I think he's going to probably do something really cool with it so yeah I'm I'm excited to be part of that process which is pretty cool. Um I got to figure out what to use though for the wood. I was thinking poplar because I mm-hmm. know poplar is is a common wood to use for like painting. Like if mm-hmm. you're doing cabinets or something you can use poplar and it'll look good with paint on it. But I wasn't really sure if he's going to paint like the whole like if if the wood's going to be completely covered by the paint or not. I don't know. I still have to kind of talk to him about that. But I got that. Um, That'll be fun. If I do well with that, I think they they said they want to keep doing more because he he wants to do, like, uh, art shows and, like, sell his art. And I think it's pretty common that you have frames for your canvases. Yeah. He says if he's going to be selling his art, he wants to have frames. So if I play my cards right, I could become the official framer for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd but, be amazing. But here's my secret, is that um, I've never built a, a frame for a canvas before. I've done right. picture frames, and I've done other frames. And all it is really is a box. I mean, that's, everything, most things in woodworking is just a box that's changes form. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you just make different, different forms of boxes. Um, so that's exciting. And then... Then we have our maker collab which yeah. I'm really very very excited about that started March 7th and it ends May 7th so it's mm-hmm. March or April 4th right now so we've got a month left
1: yep we're halfway
0: and I think we're making pretty good headway on things I I'm still pretty anxious about it because there's and as much of work we've got done on it I still feel like there's a ton more work to do
1: mm-hmm
0: but it'll be fine. We'll get it. Yeah, even yeah. if it's last minute.
1: Yeah, and we'll <laughs> chat. We'll get into that later in the later in this episode. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get a little we, more in depth. Yeah, we can't give away the secret. But oh no, um, oh no, no, no. We we can
0: talk about what it is, but we're not going to. Mm-hmm. We can't give away the secret. The the reveal. The idea of what makes it so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that. Good. Um, What else do I got on my bench? I feel like there's other things. Oh, I've got um, an order of custom uh, bottle openers with the custom engraving on it. Those are practically done. I just need to uh, finish them. That's all I need to do. I need to soak it with some um, Danish oil, I think is what I'm going to do. Because I've found, and I I told you this, Travis, that um, you put Danish oil on a piece of walnut especially, uh, before you put polyurethane on it. Mm-hmm. And the poly is to like water seal it, but the the um, Danish oil, I've noticed, brings out a lot of like rich natural yeah. color. It just kind of yep. enriches the color, makes it more pure and, I don't know, more full, I think. Because I've, I've taken uh, two boards cut from the same exact board and I've done one with just polyurethane and then one with the Danish oil plus polyurethane. And the one with the Danish oil is, is just much more rich brown, whereas the other one's more of gray, like mm-hmm. kind of grayish tones. Mm-hmm. And I just love the look of the Danish oil on it. it. It just adds a lot of beauty to it, brings out a lot of the natural beauty. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've got going on. I, I can't think of many. Oh, and then I've got a, an order for a, a realtor. Uh, to do some cutting boards, uh, so I think she ordered nice. five of them and very like nice A couple other things. So yeah, we sat down uh, like about a m- two months ago or so and we talked about um kind of like me making cutting boards for their uh, closing gifts for their clients. Uh-huh. so we're right now she just ordered five just to start off with, and we'll go from there so. I got, I have those practically done too. I just need to route the edges, sand them and finish them. So a day's probably a couple hours worth of work. Right. But I've been putting it off. (laughs) Like it's been, yeah, I just need to do it. I hate that. And we can, we we've talked about this. We can get into this, but my ADHD sometimes doesn't allow me to, um, like I'll see my work and I'm like, I have to do that. I need to do it so badly. But my brain, for whatever reason, it's like such a challenge. It takes so much energy to do the task I know that I need to do. And it's simply because I don't want to do it right now. My Mm -hmm. brain does not want to do it, so it just doesn't. And that sounds like such a dumb excuse, but it's just how my brain works. It takes so much energy to get to to do something. And And then if I do get into that, I, I'm in a groove and I'm working and I'm doing great. And if I stay in that groove, I get it done. And it's great. If I get interrupted in the middle of that, it's like, please don't interrupt me because I'm not going to get back into this groove again.
1: <laughs> right. Right. You hit the zone. <laughs>
0: you get in the zone and it's like, man, it took me so much energy to get into the zone and now I'm in it. And it's like, it's good. It's fine. But if I get interrupted, man, it's so frustrating to me. Right. It gets, right. So, it gets so frustrating. And yeah, anyway, um I, th- I feel like that's it. I've been rambling for a while. so Travis, tell me about
1: your bench. What's going on in your shop? So right when we started this, we had just moved um, we yeah. kind of fulfilled our uh, one of our major goals of our marriage of of purchasing a house and um we found the perfect spot that we really weren't expecting, you know, we were kind of expecting to maybe move into a, a home that was going to work for a while and then work towards our forever home. But we were able to find a situation that like, this is definitely our forever home, mm. um, sitting on an acre. And, and the best part about it is I have a, uh, workspace, uh, hence the mm-hmm. name third stall project. So I'm, I'm out of the third stall and, um, um, It's been probably two months now of no boxes in the garage, Um, so I have my fully dedicated workspace. It's still not organized, and I'm not going to say that. Nice. I'm not even going to say that I'm going to organize it because (laughs) it's not going to happen. So (laughs) you'll get there. I've just, I've just embraced. You'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, I've just embraced the fact that like how it is now is like it it works and it's fine. So, um. When we were kind of getting going here, I was rekindling my love for woodworking. I mean, I've always loved it, but being able to do it actively and often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to knock the rust off. So I did a lot of smalls at first. I made a handful of cutting boards. I made a few sets of coasters um, just to kind of retap into the groove of doing glue ups and doing the milling process and, and all that stuff. So that was some great, some great practice. Those were, those were really good projects. Um, in our house, we renovated a lot as soon as we moved in. Um, so my mud room is finally finished. Um, I probably finished that a couple months ago, but
0: Looks real nice. um,
1: made a floating bench, floating shelf out of a live edge slab um, I was super thrilled with it. Um, made a new kitchen Island. Uh, Taylor said that she wanted rustic, uh, for the top and here. yeah, yeah. So it's not a true butcher block. Um, you know, it's, it's boards milled down to three quarter lane on their side, um, glued together into a four by eight slab and you know, that's the Island top, but it, I was super happy with how it turned out. So right now, um, I'm working on the other two countertops, um, going a lot smoother now that I have an idea of what I'm doing. Um, cause that was the first time I had taken on a glue up that big. I mean, it was four yeah, feet th- by eight that's feet. That's a huge glue up. <laughs> so, big. That's um, big. you know, great excuse to go get some, some of those 51 inch Bessie clamps, Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a couple of them in the shop, but
0: man, I need new clamps.
1: <laughs> we all, everyone always needs new clamps,
0: but here's the thing, Travis, but... I have four clamps that are longer than 24 inches. That's it.
1: Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I've got two clamps that are smaller than 24 inches. I do not have clamps. I've oh got yeah. six. You need... I've got six clamps that are bar clamps or not even, they're not even, yeah, I guess bar clamps, whatever. And then I've got a bunch of like the spring loaded, uh, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. squeeze clamps,
1: but I, I need, I just need clamps anyway, continue. (laughs) But, um, on what I'm working on right now too, just for fun, um, is a guitar rack. I, Mm. you know, whenever I, I play guitar, I have to dig out the case and dig it out of the case and. And we are fortunate in this house to have a fully finished basement. Um, so I really want to overbuy kind of like our wet bar um, cart. I want to set up my guitar rack. Mm, nice. So it's got a spot for, I'm going to have a spot for three um, so I can put my bass on there and then my two acoustics um, making it out of cherry. And when we talk to drew hall, um and a little bit from Kyle Brewer some some inspiration came from him too but those two pretty much boiled it down to don't be afraid just get out there and do it um so i said screw it i'm going to tap into a little bit of joinery here um nice. so what do you use what joinery i've got um the legs and the uprights are cross lapped mm, nice the bottom supports are mortise and tenon mm. and then the um Top support cool. to the to the uprights are waterfall. So some waterfall miters. Um nice. So, you
0: got three different types mm-hmm. of jewelry going on. That's awesome, dude. That's what I wanted
1: to that's what I wanted to yes. do was That's cool. Let's try to get some practice. Because it's just for me. I mean it's Yeah. If it's got some imperfections, yeah. you know, this is a great great way to figure out how to do that. So um I got that going. But those are um, I mean
0: the house yeah your own personal projects that's when i experiment too with different mm-hmm. joinery and all that Yeah, i've never done mortise and tenon
1: you know i did them they were okay um
0: Wait for your first time happy okay with them good. for my first
1: time <laughs> yeah. um but i you know i'm going to i think next time invest in the right the right bits for the router to do them Um, maybe some spiral bits or something like that, but
0: do you have a good set of chisels you use?
1: No, no, no. Um, I have currently a Harbor Freight set of chisels that, um, I actually got to set the, um, Oh, what do you call it? Set the lever, um, into a door. Um so you know when you when you turn the doorknob there's the little lever that that goes in and you know mm-hmm. keeps it closed and everything so Oh yeah um the striker so I got it to do that into the jam and into the door oh, and I see. they're they're fine I guess um I'm going to get yeah. some Irwin marples I think here That's before too long yeah
0: I have I have those and they're good yeah. I mean you can always buy better chisels mm-hmm. and better tools in general. But those are, I think, a really solid option because I've had good experience with them. They come pretty sharp out of the box. I wouldn't say they're as sharp as you can make a chisel, but mm-hmm. they've treated me pretty well and I've never sharpened them. They need to be sharpened. Mm. And that's another thing I've never done. And I'll openly admit that that I have I've sharpened knives and I even have a, a, a whetstone for sharpening my knife but it's it's not big enough for for chisels right. um but I'm looking and I'm kind of looking and researching that and talking to Drew kind of inspired me too there was he was talking mm-hmm. about sharpening chisels and all that and I want to learn that and get into that <clears throat> so I can have the the chisels that you shave alongside your mm-hmm. your wood and it just like little slivers or like um like curls of wood, you know what I'm talking about. Like shavings, like, and, like a little yeah. sheet, a sheet of paper almost comes off. Yeah, yeah. I oh mean, I that's so and satisfying. I'm like
1: hacking chunks <laughs> right <laughs> now. Said... Like it's not cutting the wood; it's smashing the wood. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, I I was trying to figure out a way how to sand um the inside of the mortises because I didn't really yeah. have a a way to sand in there. So I got super creative. Someone's definitely done this and taped a piece of sandpaper around a paint stick. Oh yeah. And that has actually worked really, really well. So I've done that. I'm kind yeah. of sticking that one away cause that's worked pretty good, but
0: I love using but, a pencil. Yeah. I'll use a pencil. Oh yeah. Wrap it yeah. around.
1: Yeah, that's a good way. The reason I like the the paint stick is it's got a flatter profile. Yeah. So you can get a pretty solid, not a perfectly square corner. It's got a little round to it, but it's pretty close.
0: That application with the paint stick,
1: it sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The pencil
0: probably wouldn't be as good in that application.
1: Right. But. (laughs) That's cool. But yeah, and I'm gonna get really vulnerable here. Um, but in some, you know, you had opened up to me a lot about ADHD, mm-hmm. um, and kind of your journey with it. And I, in listening to you, I went home one day and I was like, ah, "A lot of that sounds really familiar. Like <laughs> just all these, all these aspects of life in which I get so frustrated with myself and have no explanation. And, yeah. and, you know, it's like. I'm so forgetful, like, is something wrong with me already? And, mm. and why do I, you know, why are emotions spiking so much and, and, you know, levels of focus and everything and, and did a lot of research and, and I haven't gone to the medical um, side of it yet, but, you know, have really discovered that I too, you know, am, am kind of in a journey with with discovering that I have ADHD and mm-hmm. this has all kind of come about probably within the last month or two. Yeah. And the shop has been so unbelievably critical in coping with that. Mm. um, Because when I can go out there and create, I can find an equilibrium. Yeah. I can find a space where, emotions are going to be low and I can prove to myself that I can focus, um, Mm -hmm. you know, without, you know, a medication or, you know, you just, you find that space where it's like, okay, I can cope with this. Um, and I'm not saying that medication wouldn't help me because it probably absolutely would. I just haven't gotten there yet, Mm -hmm, but it's proving to myself that I can, I can cope with it, you know, so, um, kind of a, kind of a turn of subject there, but you know, that in, ever since we started this, you know, it was, where do I want to take this woodworking business? Do I, how big do I want to grow it? How, you know, do I really want to try to build a brand? Do I want to try to build recognition for my own name? And really the top, the top, um, thing on my list right now is it's become a sanctuary Mm. and as long as it's a sanctuary for me then I am going to be 100% happy I don't care about followers I don't care about giveaways or brands reaching out or creating content it's just a sanctuary
0: Mm. I love that dude I am you mind if I hop in on that? Yes, please do. I would say, yeah, dude. Um, It's so exciting, you know, because I recently have kind of, like, gained a little bit of a following on Instagram, too, and, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm open about that. I'm not like, it's not like I talk about it because I'm like, oh, look at me. Like, look how great I am. Like, it's just, like, exciting. It's one of those things that is just kind of, it's never happened to me before, so it's, it's fun and it's exhilarating and stimulating. And it's like it's just kind of fun meeting people and seeing people appreciate what you're doing. And it kind of, I would say it kind of let it get to me for like probably a month, two months. Cause I had a video, you know, I've talked about it and it's kind of annoying how yeah. much I've talked about it, but no, it's no. gone, you know, more or less viral on, you know, TikTok and Instagram. It's like 2 million views now on TikTok. Um, Instagram is like almost a million, but doesn't matter. Um, I kind of let that get to my head a little bit and i had some companies reach out to me and say hey uh we'd love to send you a product if you want to make a video and i was saying yes to two or three of those companies um i had mm-hmm. i think i two or three yeah t- t- maybe maybe more than that but anyway and we talked about this a little bit with uh on Dylan Mitchell's episode about mm-hmm. you know he he's got a ton of followers but he doesn't do any of those business collaborations you know he doesn't take products and he doesn't make videos and he he was coming from the perspective of it kind of takes out you know then then you're kind of a slave to those companies like you got to talk about those tools and um I don't necessarily have a problem like I totally get where Dylan's coming from um but I don't necessarily have a problem with that I mean myself if if there's a tool company that I would love to work with or um any other company that i really respect their products i think it'd be awesome to be able to work with them and, mm-hmm. and if it's a company that i know that i would buy stuff myself from and somebody i'd recommend even if i wasn't like so-called sponsored by or whatever i mean i would uh, you know still do that um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to your point of it being a sanctuary i've noticed that i started there's a, um like Moby scribe this company they make digital notepads and I got hooked up with them because I, I um, signed up for Trend, which is basically um, what they call it, user-generated content. And you sign up and you have to apply. And then they approve you, don't approve you. Anyway, I got approved for it. I made some videos so they could see what I my work is like. And anyway, so I sent an application into this Moby Scribe company. And they said, yeah, we love your work. We'd love to work with you. Uh, here's make two videos for us for YouTube. I think it was four videos actually. So I did that for YouTube and they said, Hey, these are great. Let's do some Instagram videos now. So then we actually left the trend platform because the, the trend thing is company pays $200 to work with an influencer. I say quotes around influencer cause I hate that word, but that's what they call it. So they give you $200 to trend and then the influencer gets $120 out of that deal. and, Moby Scribe is paying $200 either way, whether you're working through trend or not. So they said, Hey, the people we like that we find on trend, we like to go outside of trend and just work with you, um, just directly with you. So then we pay as much, but you get more. So now I'm getting $200 to make a couple videos for them. Uh Um, so that, that's been really cool. I enjoy that. It's cool that I get to make money off of it. And, I think I'll probably will continue to do those sorts of things if, if it's the right thing. But again, I don't want to sell a product that I, I wouldn't buy myself. So right. it's kind of like, and I love this, this script thing. I'm not even saying it cause they pay me, but like, I just, I like it. It's really cool for me. It helps keep organized. Um, I mean, I can draw out a plan, upload it to the cloud and have it on my computer. And that's, for me, that's life-changing because I'll have 10 notebooks in my garage and I'll lose stuff all the time. Um, and, and then I'll never find the drawing again. But with this thing, I can have it anywhere in the world. And it's it's always there. So it's just life-changing for me. Um, so anyway, back to what you were talking about, how being a sanctuary. The thing about that, making those videos, for me is... I've noticed it's become a job and it's become a chore and it's something, yes, I'm getting paid for. So that's enjoyable. But I I figured out I love making videos, but I don't always love making videos that I have to make. I -hmm. love making videos that I want to make. So even though I'm getting paid for it, I find it very challenging. Um, And again, that might be partly ADHD is that, um, I have this low threshold of boredom. That's, you know, very common people with ADHD. It's kind of like this thing that takes a lot of energy. If you don't want to do it, if you don't love it, you're not passionate about it. It doesn't stimulate your brain. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of energy to, 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 focus on that thing. Um, but if you love doing it, it's usually really easy. Like if I'm excited about something, passionate about something, just kind of I'm drawn to it, it's usually pretty easy to do it, which is why distractions happen so often because it's like, I got this task I need to do but there's this other thing over here that I'd much rather do so I'm going to do that instead because it's instant uh-huh. stimulation. It's instant gratification. Um, and that's kind of what's happening with the video thing is that I, I know that I want to do this and I need to do it and I get money for it but it's just challenging because I don't really mm-hmm. want to do it all the time. And I think that's kind of where I'm coming from now is that um, I love working with different companies, and it's, it's fun to get free products and make videos and whatever. But I'm finding that I don't always love it. Uh-huh. And I don't want to lose the sanctuary part of it. I, I right. want right. I started woodworking because I love it as a hobby. I mean, it's very enjoyable to me. And when you make it an obligation, sometimes it makes it harder to do it, which is why the business side of it's also kind of difficult sometimes too, because somebody orders something that I don't really want to make, but I have to make it because I told them I was I would make it. Anyway, that's that's a long tangent. Just to say that I agree with you.
1: Yeah. No. It's all that's <laughs> super valuable. Yeah, but I mean, um,
0: I've spent so much time thinking about this stuff,
1: right? And it's been you know weighing heavy on my heart of like, where do we, I exactly want to take this thing? Mm. And it really boils down to kind of having the same mentality that I did. You know, I've been playing live music for you know the past seven, eight years, and yeah, um, I'm kind of just announcing my semi-retirement slash retirement from doing that because (laughs) it's become a chore and it's becoming very, very difficult. You know, you go, when when I first started, you know, I was playing 70 shows a year and I loved it. I couldn't wait. You know, I would go to bed at 1 a.m., on a Friday night, just getting home from a show, had to get up at eight o'clock the next morning to go get ready to do the next one. And I couldn't wait, mm. you know, got to play some big places, like got to play before an Iowa game and got That's to play awesome, it, at rag Bri And, but it, over the years it became a chore. And I realized last week that it became counting the minutes until it was done until I could collect that, the money at the end. And that's not worth doing it just for that. There's more important things in life. So right. when I relate that to woodworking, I don't want it to become that. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. there's also a mentality that I carried with me in music because it's such a su- subjective thing. You know, You might play a place one weekend where everybody loves you and goes crazy and one person doesn't like you. And then the next weekend, you'll play somewhere where nobody <laughs> likes you except for one person. Except for one person, yeah. And I say all of <laughs> this, this may seem like it's going nowhere. I promise it's going somewhere. I'm following. This whole creating reels thing. I'm not creating reels to gain a million likes, mm-hmm. I'm not creating reels to gain 75,000 followers. I'm creating reels. So if one person laughs at it, mm. that's a success.
0: I I usually always laugh at your reels, so thank you. There thank, you go. So
1: uh, <laughs> it's a success man. I I've, I've hit my goal. <laughs> you should just send them <laughs> um, to
0: me directly.
1: Yeah, and then perfect. <laughs> um I mean and and I have a blast doing it. I have such a blast doing it. Um but that's the motivation behind it. You know, I would, I would love to have some of those residual things like to gain a following so I can, you know, have that where I can keep a crowd happy. But, you know, then again, that comes with ob- obligation. Yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where I'm coming at it, you know, right now, just to, just to kind of wrap up that very long winded <laughs> comparison. But
0: yeah, the social media thing is so interesting because yeah like you said building building a following is it's like okay i have all these followers now and they expect something Uh from me they follow me for some reason because they like my content or whatever and it's like now i feel like i have this obligation but i have to constantly remind myself that i don't owe any one of my followers anything right like I've been, so I did the 90 day challenge where I posted one reel a day for 90 days. And it, Mm -hmm. I mean, it worked well for me and I'm not going to say it's going to work. I don't know (laughs) if it's going to work for everybody. I have no idea. But, um, really the, the rule of thumb is the more you post, the more content people will have to engage with. So it just Mm -hmm. makes sense. The more, the more is out there, the more people will see your stuff. So anyway, I did that. And recently I've been posting maybe a real week, if, if that, mm-hmm. and it's, I've just kind of, one, I need to take a break from, you know, full throttle. I just need to let up on the gas a little bit just cause I've been going so hard and mm-hmm. life's crazy. But, um, two, I've just kind of realized like, I don't, I don't owe any of these people anything. If they like what I post, then great. And if they don't, then unfollow me. Like, <laughs> who cares? Um, the, I say that all to just say, I don't think I'd be doing this if I didn't enjoy it because that's Mm -hmm. not the type of person I am. Like if I don't enjoy something, then I just don't do it. Right. And to a, to a fault. I mean, I'll admit Mm -hmm. that it's a fault Mm -hmm. sometimes, most times, all the time. Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) but when it comes to things I'm passionate about, you, you know, you just like pour yourself into it and you enjoy the ride and it's right. social media is fun I mean it it really is it's for me it's the connections just uh-huh. I met so many cool people through it including all the people we've had on as guests yeah I'm yep. just able to connect and just grow and I don't know relate with other people it's been really uh-huh. cool
1: uh-huh. yeah and oh. the other main reason I love doing this is because I get to show a different side of, of what I like to do. And in one of the, one of the first episodes I talked about how, what I do is not who I am and who I am is not what I do. There's gotta be a separation there. So, In an, in an essence though, I like doing this because it is showing both of those things. It's letting, mm. it's getting to know people or letting them get to know me a little bit about who I am, yeah. but a little bit about what I like to do. Mm, yeah. I don't want those two things to mix whatsoever. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's a tricky balance because mm-hmm. social media is so easy to create. I mean, you can create an identity of who identity of whoever you want to be. Uh-huh. on social media.
2: Uh-huh. I mean,
0: and you might see somebody's page on the internet and then meet them in real life, and you're like, you're not at all who I expected you to be. And that's right. that's not even necessarily a bad thing. But if, we're, if you're going for authenticity, then,
1: yeah, I totally, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when you start out doing this, I mean, I'm guilty of having this a little bit, but especially some other people who are just getting started. I think there's this thought that creeps into your mind of once you have a few followers that they expect things from you. And we touched on this a minute ago. Mm-hmm. But you need to... You know, I really try to humble myself by, by saying I'm not Mark Spagnola or Matt Ramona. I'm not, you know... Um, what's his name? Uh, real Frank does it, you know, I
0: love, I love Frank.
1: Me too. Um, you know, the people that are following me aren't looking at their phones every day going, oh man, why hasn't third stall projects posted anything? Um, and when you, when you, well, (laughs) sure. Thanks. (laughs) But but you Um, also
0: text me every day. So I still get content from you. Right.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yes, Dylan and I literally talk almost all day, every day, (laughs) um,
0: back and forth sending reels. Yep, Sending ideas. Yeah.
1: But when you realize that all of the sudden this almost artificial burden kind of gets lifted off of your shoulders in a way, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I feel like in my heart I have a lot more to add on to that, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um and and again, I'm just kinda speaking for myself, but yeah. you know, just just realizing that that people aren't expecting anything, you know. When I when I go on my reels, I'm not going on there and expecting to see ten reels from Fawcett Woodcraft, you know. I scroll through and, and see a lot of my most interacted, you know, Dustin Atkins, Drew Hall, Kyle Brewer, you, um, Dallas Dog, you know, I can name a million of them, Dylan Mitchell. Um, but, you know, I don't go on there saying, oh, I'm going to be really disappointed if I don't see anything from those guys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although it's interesting you say that because there's sometimes where, like, I, I, not that I expect to see people, but like I want to see right. other like content from people. Cause I just, and there's a big difference. Yes. 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 Like I enjoy seeing what, you know, all those guys you just listed, what they make and what other people make. Mm-hmm. You know, just videos, but also woodworking stuff. Yeah. Um, dang it. I was going to say something and it felt so important and
1: it's gone. <laughs> we're kind of preaching right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this is good. Um
1: and I and I want to say and just reiterate again, this is by no means how anybody else should do it. I'm not saying, you know, this is how it should be done. This is strictly from my viewpoint and and how how I think and how I want to operate.
0: Mhm. And you know what? I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> That's just life. I mean,
1: uh-huh.
0: we're all different. Even if we're similar, we we still have differences. I mean, right. you're never going right. to. Be... So it's it's kind of like that, kind of the idea of you, you post something on Facebook about woodworking and then some guy who's, and again, I don't want to pick on anybody. Like, I'm not picking on anybody specific. Just, this is just, hear me out. Um, somebody that learned something in their high school shop class. And we're doing it in a video that's completely different than what they learned 30 years ago. Uh-huh. And they comment like, this is wrong, you should do it this way. It's like, well, your way is good too, but it doesn't mean my way is necessarily wrong. It's just different. There's right so many different ways to do things. And that's just uh-huh. life in general, not even just woodworking. There's,
1: yeah, anyway.
0: I feel yeah. like we're, sorry.
1: Well, okay. I'm just going to add to that. So like at at work, you know, I do estimating for new build houses and new build garages and and once in a while something small trickle on, like a like a deck or something. But um when I put all those estimates together, it seems like every salesman wants it in a different way. Yeah. In a different format of a quote. Mm-hmm. And and what matters So I say this because, you know, there's been talk of like, we got to get this all on the same format and really what it comes down to is even though each of those guys might want it done in a different way, it all comes back to the same bottom dollar, right? Mm, So things might be shuffled around a little bit in order but the dollar amount still going to be the same. So it goes back to the people that comment about like, well, you didn't use this tool. And cause that's how I did it in 1964 before right. power tools before were super popular or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's a big reason why we have this thing, you know, learning different ways to do things. Yeah. I might, do something far different than you do. Like, take your splines, for example. You know, you did them, um, you did that little trick on the table saw with putting a stop block on, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, because this is a bigger piece, how can I put a stop block on the top and just do it with a circular saw real quick, because my table saw's not that big.
0: Mm.
1: Two totally different ways to do it. Two totally different ways to do it, right? Right. You know, gonna be your, the same outcome.
0: Yeah, my gears turning now. Yeah, because you get the same outcome. I mean, right. It's just different ways. Yeah.
1: It's and even if the outcome isn't the same, that's great. It if it right? works, it works. Right. Just as long as you, the builder, are happy, and if there's a customer involved, they're happy. Those are yeah. the only two parties that matter. Mm-hmm. I don't care about user four nine two six seven four nine eleven thirteen with an animated profile picture. On oh, TikTok.
0: Man. That was very specific, and I really I apologize to you, user whatever
1: you just said. <laughs> I couldn't even <laughs> spout those numbers back off again. But um and, cause I, I think of that guy that tried calling you out for your quote unquote biscuits. Oh yeah. Um, we'll call biscuits, on your yeah. on your splines.
0: Ideally you need to use your cutoff from the same species of wood because you you won't see it. Like, well, yeah, if you if you're going for that. That's not what I was going for.
1: Right. You were going for the accent.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So if you're on TikTok, if you don't have anything nice to say, shut up and scroll to the next video. I thought TikTok
0: was the only place where you can, like that's meant for saying things not nice to say.
1: Oh, yeah. You might. Yeah. If you don't have anything
0: good to say, then don't say it. If
1: you don't have anything good to say, say it and Dylan and I will reverse troll you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I don't even like TikTok, to be honest with you. I'm done with it. (laughs) I don't know. I just like Instagram so much more.
1: And that's where we're different is... I love Instagram now. But I'm a late bloomer to Instagram. Like, I've always had it. Mm -hmm. But this is the first time I've always been super active. Like, before I started this, I think it was four years since I had posted on, on Instagram. Yeah. And... You know, so I'm really learning to love it. I just also love TikTok, and I've actually been seeing a lot more um, views, likes, and interactions on TikTok than I have been um, on Instagram, which mm. is weird. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It is. It's it's so weird. TikTok is so weird. Let me tell you this phenomenon. I get one video. That before I post this video, I have 60 followers on TikTok. Because I don't use it. Like, I, I post, maybe I had 20 videos, 15 videos I posted before that one video. So one video blows up. Now I'm at, like, almost 8,000 followers. And I still mm-hmm. don't really, I maybe post a video a week there. But for, like, a week or so, every video I posted on TikTok was, I'd get, like, over... Some of them like hundred thousand views, forty thousand views, sixty thousand views. I have like five or six videos like that, and mm-hmm. then I'll post a video, I'll get like ten views for a solid week. Ten views. It's like what the heck? I don't understand in the slightest why some videos get so much attention, some get none. Mm-hmm. It's like what the heck? I don't.
1: And the algorithm is like it's there, and then it's not like right now. So yeah. I'm starting to really figure out what I want to do with this satire shop hacks. um, (laughs) I love that series.
0: Keep doing it. I love
1: it. Yeah. I'm going to (laughs) like, I'm actually going to, when we're done here, I'm actually going to go sit down with that book and try to um, put some post it's on some ones that I want to do. Um, Long story short, I found in a um, delinquent rental unit in a set of storage units that my parents own. I found a reader's digest handy home, tips or something it's like 500 pages long or something um and so I've been I've been taking their quote-unquote handyman hacks and just doing complete spoofs on them Love and it. you know just doing them wrong but <laughs> you did the so same last paper
0: one it was so funny <laughs> oh yeah
1: <laughs> so last night two nights ago I posted that one mm-hmm I posted it on TikTok, posted it on Instagram. Instagram maybe 15, 20 likes, I don't know. Um, there's been a handful. I've gotten 50, 60. The ones we've collabed on, you know, we've near we've pushed 100, I think on one of them, but mm-hmm. um, but on on TikTok I posted it. I went in, got ready for bed, sat down, checked my phone 20 minutes later pulled it up 93 likes yeah like right then and now it was happening I'm like dang is this the one woke up the next morning I always I always spend you know 10-15 minutes in the morning mindlessly scrolling just because that's how I kind of wake up and I checked it and I only got one like overnight and then it's just been done ever since so it's yeah It's that, so weird, that algorithm is almost like a fun challenge because and it's just kind of fun to analyze because sometimes something will go for two three hundred likes sometimes they'll go for you know thirty thousand, and sometimes they'll go for 93 in five minutes and then nothing
0: and then nothing like another example and we can move on after this but um i posted a video today like 12 hours ago my little coaster holder I don't know if I was talking about that I don't know I made a coaster holder um TikTok I posted it about the same time I posted it on Instagram and right now I have 375 views on TikTok 24 likes and like one comment uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then on Instagram that same exact video is at 14,000 views And 212 likes and like 26 comments. It's the Uh same exact thing. Right. It's just, it's such a weird thing. And I think you, I lost my mind for a while because it was like, I was like trying to beat the algorithm. And I think people talk about, they, you know, Dylan even, Dylan Mitchell even talked about finding how to use the algorithm in your favor and just kind of, and I think there's a way to do that. Um, and I think you can crack it. Maybe, maybe crack, crack's a light term because you you can use it and you're never going to get it perfect, but cause it changes often and whatever, but the point is it's weird and I don't know how to right, do it, but right. it's, it's fun. I mean, it's a fun thing. It's kind of and, a fun challenge.
1: Right, right. And so I've talked a lot about supporting small business. You know, mm-hmm. my mission in third stall projects is to operate a small business and in the process, support other small businesses. Mm. And I say that because if I see a video that I like, I like it, I comment on it because that helps boost it. Yeah. And, you know, it goes for the podcast too. So quick shameless plug here, if you like what we're doing, leave a review and a rating and write something in the comments because that helps. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's another way to virtually support other small businesses, because if you get a handful of comments and then it all of a sudden, you know, you reach someone that's on my friend's list and they like what you're building, you know, that could lead to a sale or some, something like that.
0: And it has for me, I've, I've posted things that I've built and somebody shares it. And then somebody that they follow or somebody that follows them will see it and they'll reach out to me and then I'll make sale off of it, which is I think originally why I went on Instagram to begin with because of that potential. And it's it's cool to see that potential fulfilled. Like, it actually works. Right. it's Cool. Uh, let's talk about the Maker Club. Yeah. Um, do you want to kind of explain or do you want me yeah. to?
1: So I was at work, and Dylan, you, um, sent me a message that said, have you ever heard of maker collab. And I said, yeah, I follow him on Instagram hitting. He said, cool. Do you want to do it? And four or five weeks later we're in the throes of the maker collab. So, yeah. um, it was a lot of brainstorming at first. It was mm-hmm. a lot of anticipation waiting to get started and now kind of, um, juggling our busy lives. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, but mm, I'll, let yeah. kinda, I'll let you kind of, I'll let you kind of talk about the, the event itself and what we chose for our theme.
0: Yeah, um, I was skeptical to do it at first, actually, because I was like, I'm, we're busy, so I'm like, I don't want to take on something else just to stress myself out more, because I'm notorious for doing that. I know myself pretty well in that way. It's like I don't want to take this on if it's not going to be worth it. But um, I think I even said, hey, I don't know if we're going to do it this year. It'd be really fun. I just don't know if we can do it. And I think we you we were kind of in agreement with that, right? hmm And then I saw that the judge was going to be Tom Silva and yep. Kate Silva, his daughter. I was like, okay, we have to. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Tom Silva to see our work. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have to.
1: For those of you that don't know who Tom Silva is, he is the legendary host of the... This Old House on this PBS. House. Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. And um, man, like I, I've only seen him on YouTube, but I've, I've I don't really watch TV anyway, but um, other than Netflix and all those, but um, he's taught me so much. Like it's, it's one of those things. It's like you learn so much from a person over online that you grow this connection with them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's there's a word for that relationship. I can't think of what parasocial it is. relationship. There you go. The parasocial relationship. And it it's goes funny. one way. It's yep. funny because my brother has said now that he has a parasocial relationship with me um, because of this podcast. It's it's so funny. But um, <laughs> anyway, so I have this parasocial relationship with Tom Silva, and it's like I've learned so much from him remodeling my house and all that. And that and then it was like the opportunity came up, and I was just like, okay, Trav, we have to do this. <laughs> And I think you were also in agreement, right? I yeah. mean, I didn't I don't think I forced you into doing this. Um unless I did and then you can you can just keep that to yourself. But um <laughs> <laughs> we so the theme this year, the make You Club, can't
1: see me but I'm blinking for help.
0: <laughs> SOS. Blink three <laughs> times if you need help. Um the theme is TV shows, so the rules are really the only rules are follow the theme. Build whatever you want in this theme in its tv show so we kind of debated what like uh parks and rec new girl breaking bad and the office i think is what we said mm-hmm. and those are all shows that we we both like and we just landed on the office uh, probably because it's our favorite show i think but also mm-hmm. we had an idea by far. And, yeah yeah by far but we both had we had this idea that popped up that we're like okay this is perfect and it fits the office, and I think we, we just have to do it. Um, and we're hoping that the execution of that idea is as good as the idea. <laughs> At That's least right. we think it's a good idea. <laughs> and so far it's turned out pretty good. Um, and it, But it's been really challenging. So I think what we decided – so I've thought about this, Travis. I don't know if I've said this to you, but three of our common passions are woodworking, the office, and then lastly, guitar. Uh-huh. And we're combining all of those things. So we're building a electric guitar and uh-huh. it's going to be office themed.
1: And that's all you get to know.
0: That's all you get to know. Um, if you want to check out kind of some of the process, I've posted maybe three or four or two or three videos of that process a little bit. Uh-huh. And there'll be, there'll be much more. In a month from now, you'll see what it is because that's when the uh, May 7th is when we'll reveal that. Um, but yeah, I uh, what, what else
1: it's, what? we've had a lot of fun with it though, too. I mean, we've just made some really fun videos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like we, we did our own version of the office, uh, opening intro mm-hmm. with the theme song and yeah, how they're, that's, they're that's flashing fun. different scenes from, you know, so we kind of did that with organic moments in the shop. Um, I don't know what. Why it even came into my brain, but I was driving one night and I just could not think of what the band was that made the Chicago Bulls starting lineup song. I can tell. And you. so I did a bunch of look in on like different Spotify radios and I finally found the band. It's the Alan Parsons Project. Okay. And the song's called Serious. Hmm. And I never knew it had But I.
0: A name other than the Chicago Bulls. But thing.
1: yeah, this whole time I could have been just Spotifying, you know, Chicago Bulls theme song. But I had, I messaged you about it and I was like, dude, we got to do a hype video. <laughs> <laughs> and I had it in my head. I'm a big sports guy. I've been in sports announcing um, for many years. And like goosebump moments are always the hype videos right before the game. You know, yeah. you got the player narrating and they're showing the big hits and the, the long completed passes and, and you know, we didn't necessarily take it to that extent, but just kind of made some, some fun little quips out of it. And, and so, yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. we're, we're having a ton of fun with it. I think we're going to really kind of start hammering down on, you know, the meat and potatoes of building this thing. So, um, we're definitely at the trickier parts. We're way out of our comfort zone, but this is where you grow, right? I mean, yeah, we're not yeah. getting any better just by continuously building cutting boards. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's another reason why this project has been so huge is yeah. it's it's forced us to take on another, um, a whole nother level of, of project.
0: Yeah. Cause we've never built a guitar before. Mm-mm. And we, we're also adding an element of epoxy and neither of us mm-hmm. have ever used epoxy before. So that's mm-hmm. been very fun. I don't know if I'm going to continue to work with it.
1: No way. Not afterwards. that was, that was so stressful in the most fun <laughs> way. Like you can't even explain <laughs> that feeling. Like,
0: I don't know. I liked it actually. I kind of, I like working with
1: it. We had never built a mold before. Yeah, and that part was
0: stressful. Oh man! Yeah,
1: so you think you get it perfect, and then there's just this, Massive. this micrometer of a little crack that epoxy just starts oozing out of. And we lost
0: about a half an inch worth of our pour. Yeah, in epoxy, and I it, yep. I had to patch the hole as it was. It wasn't like pouring out. It was like a we lost a half an inch over maybe like four hours. But mm-hmm. it was slowly leaking, and we we spent like an hour together trying to patch that thing, mm-hmm. and it still didn't work. And then I had to go through. Um, it was I won't get into this. I, I, just, I had to take another hour myself after you had left, mm-hmm. and that was a stressful day. But I'm we so thankful for you for that. We 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 got it fixed, and it it worked out. We had to make we had to make a secondary pour to make up for what we lost, but we had plenty of epoxy. We still have about a half gallon left. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it worked out, but epoxy is expensive. That's what's in my mind is yeah. how much money in epoxy did we just waste?
1: Uh, like four, $4. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Maybe more. I, I bet it's like
1: $10. So 15, I'm so thankful for the maker collab right now though, because you know, you and I have known each other for a couple of years and it was really like the past year and a handful of months that we really got to know each other. And now we're really getting to know each other. And one thing that I've learned about you and realized about myself is that you are the let's make it perfect guy. And I'm the, <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've had a couple of times where I think in a way we, you know, butt heads in a graceful way, we're just kind oh, of Oh yeah. Like,
1: it's not like conflict. Yeah. It's, no,
0: it's more like. I just would do that differently and it, we, we, so like, yeah, I guess, can we talk, we colored the epoxy. I'll just say that. And yeah. it wasn't, it, to me, it just wasn't quite right. But to you, it was like, it's it'll be <laughs> fine. But as soon as you did it, I'm like, dude, this is not okay. We need to fix this. <laughs> and you left and I thought about it and I was like, you're, you're right. It'll be okay. But then I show my wife and she's like <laughs> ah you need to fix it it's gonna and for her it, like again she's the same way as I am like it has to be perfect and um she's like I bet you can find a way to fix it because I was like I don't know how to fix it so mm-hmm. anyway I we we ended up fixing it the colors right I'm very satisfied with it right now it's same it's perfect. <laughs> And I'm very really glad so. I'm really glad that I fixed it because if I didn't I think it would just driv- drove me crazy
2: mm uh-huh.
0: hmm I probably would have been tempted to just redo the whole thing. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool to learn those things too. Like you're in the midst right. of this working with a partner and you notice the things that you do well together, but you also notice the things that you're, you know, you don't always do well together. Mm-hmm. And, and in a lot of ways, I think we balance each other out. Like Right. I think we do, we make a good team. We work well. Yeah.
1: Yep. Dylan, why don't you elaborate on what your new Wouldn't It Be Nice is?
0: Oh, man, that's such a, I could ramble on for hours. I will say, though, my goal as a woodworker has not changed in in on the side of I want to provide some sort of income for my family through woodworking. Mm-hmm. Like, that hasn't changed, but I've especially since my conversation with Paul, I've really been thinking about where I actually want to take it. How big do I actually want to get with this? Do I want it to be the main source of income? Do I want it to be just a a, a small portion of the income? And to be honest, I still don't know. And it's because I'm also at a place now. uh, So back in December, I was at a a counseling office that I just, it wasn't the best fit for me. And I I had a hard time going in, um, sometimes. And I just kind of dreaded going in sometimes. Uh-huh. And I, I started to think, man, I got into the wrong field. And I think in a way I was kind of escaping that stress by pouring myself into the woodworking side of things. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, I'm going to, if this doesn't work out counseling here, then I'm going to dive into woodworking and I'll make a real business out of it. And I think that's what I was doing, was trying to kind of prepare for that reality if, if it came to be. But in January, I switched offices, and I'm telling you, like, it's such a better fit. Like, things are just clicking better. I feel there's just more opportunity for me to be me and, and, and to do what I am good at and my skills and using my skills that I have. And it's just a better fit. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that I really enjoy doing it. Like, it's it's awesome. I love it. And I could see myself doing it for years. So that kind of stress for me has been relieved a little bit about, okay, now I don't have to put as much energy into woodworking now because I think this counseling thing is going to work out, um, at least for now. Um, but that that being said, I think I still want to do the woodworking stuff um, part-time. And I've talked to my wife too, when I graduate in August, I think um, we're talking about me working part-time um, 20, 23 hours a week. Um, at the counseling office, cause in order to be considered full-time there, I have to work 23 hours, which counseling is different because you're working with people with work, very heavy issues. So uh-huh. the full-time consideration is not 40 hours or 30 hours. It's, it's 23 hours. It's really to prevent burnout and that sort of stuff. So it's 23 hours full-time, which to me is still part-time, 20 hours a week there, 20 hours a week in the shop. It's kind of what I'm going for. So long story short, wouldn't it be nice, it would be really to figure out what I want to do with woodworking. That's my wouldn't it be nice. It'd be really nice to just figure it out. Yeah. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm, I'm a lot closer to having that realization now than I was in January when we started this thing.
2: Uh-huh.
0: In January, I kind of felt like I was ready to give up on the counseling side, um, but I'm, I'm glad I made the switch when I did because it's it's been really beneficial. So,
1: For sure. What is your, wouldn't it be nice? You know, I'm kind of in the throes of trying to figure out what I want to do too. Um, hmm. You know, like I said earlier, when I was kind of getting back into this, I did a ton of smalls, um, small projects just to get back in the swing of things. Um, test out some... New methods, acquire some tools, and and I'm getting to the point where I love my tool base. I'm very happy um, with what I what I have. Um, I think I'm ready to start selling. So that's that's kind of more of a minor thing, but just trying to figure out a route to sell. Um, and then my big one is, you know, in talking through tonight, I'm really just ready to have like a permanent setup, you know, um, just take some time, set the shop up perfect. Well, it's never going to be perfect, but <laughs> to the best of my ability mm-hmm. to maximize efficiency, get things put away, have them stored correctly, make an outfeed tables, have jig setups ready to go. Um, you know, I'm ready to make a router sled, uh, maybe make a planer sled and, and just kind of have some of those things. So, you know, I feel like I'm limiting myself to projects right now based on what I have ready to build them with. And if, you know, there's something as simple as like, you know, well, I kind of need a router sled for that. It's like, eh, I'm going to push that one to the side. So I think my next phase is going to be, you know, setting things up, build jigs, um, maybe assemble a, a book of plans that, that I'm ready to build, and, and then you know, establish a little bit of a route to sell and, and start doing this thing part-time. You know, I'm, Mm -hmm. my immediate outlook, at least for like the next year or two, um, is, is self-sustaining hobby. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And once I move out of self-sustaining hobby, then, then supplemental income, you know, I don't, I don't foresee myself going full-time because I just adore my job. Um I absolutely love my job. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. And I don't I don't foresee myself wanting to leave that behind. Um so yeah. Good shop setup, self sustaining hobby, move into supplemental income.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to steal, actually. Um I want to become more, more organized too. That's my one of my wouldn't be nicest. i mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. my shop is such a mess and it's bad. <laughs> it's and, it makes it hard because it's just stressful to go in there right. because nothing's in place and part of the problem is I like things being organized because when I'm more organized it's less stressful for me but I'm terrible at organizing and organizing is stressful <laughs> and organizing is stressful especially if I don't have cabinets or certain shelves or certain storage things like if i have a place to park something i'll usually park it there but if i don't have a designated place it just kind of Mm -hmm. sits wherever it just kind of floats and i hate that yeah but i'm in the part right now where it's like i don't have really enough money to pay for the organizing stuff right now Uh Uh not that you have to pay a ton of money you can just you can make your own
1: anyway anyway It's a struggle. (laughs) No, I get you. I get you 100%. And so this is an ADHD thing. And Mm -hmm. um, one thing that I read in a book, and I've talked to you about this, is it's a good practice if you don't have ADHD, but it's a great practice if you do have ADHD, and that's to set yourself up with some simple tasks to feel progress. Yeah. And... One of the things that I do when I go start is I'll set myself on a path of momentum by cleaning my workbench, by putting a couple things away, by sweeping, doing a quick vacuum, maybe change out the filter on the dust collector or, you know, whatever it may be. That's why, like, when I came over to your house that night, like, I was like, cool, I need to set a path of momentum for myself, so I'm going to fire up the vacuum. I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Came over and cleaned my shop for me. Yep. <laughs> I need you to do that more often, Trav.
1: That was awesome. It sounds good. Uh, I, need a, I
0: need a good vacuuming right now.
1: One eighty an hour or a case of Miller Lite or... Like $1.80? $1. one hour of counseling.
0: <laughs> How about... Or, um,
1: or a thousand Stanley Nichols slash one buck?
0: We'll do the shroot bucks. We'll, cool. We'll do that.
1: One one hundredth of a penny.
0: <laughs> um so this is something I've recently learned in counseling. So with the ADHD mind, there are five motivators that, you know, researchers have kind of found this is how the ADHD mind works and this is how we focus. Um these are the things that get us to a point of focus. So it's it's in cup. Um not I C U P, but there's an extra, <laughs> I, there's an extra N in there in cup. Um, it's interest, novelty, challenge, urgency, and passion. And those are the things that like get you going intrigued. So is it interesting? Is it a novelty? Like, is it kind of like, I don't know, fascinating or something that intrigues you? Um, does it challenge you? Um, is, is there a sense of urgency behind it? And are you passionate about it? Those are the main reasons why we are motivated to do things. And the challenge is now, how do I trick myself into doing a task that I don't find interesting or novel or challenging or urgent or or I don't have passion about it? Like the dishes, like it's the worst thing in the world. But now it's like, okay, how can I make this interesting or Uh urgent or like, fun or challenging? Can I make a game out of it with myself? Like, can I do this in less than 20 minutes? Or, you know, like that sort of th- stuff. Because It's kind of like looking at things from a different angle. Like, tricking your mind into thinking, this is interesting to me. I mean, we've anything? covered a lot. We've okay. covered
1: a lot tonight, you know. And and I'm glad that this has become a platform to where we can honestly, like, for lack of a better term just kind of belly up to the bar and talk. Yeah. Um and that's a you kind know, of idea, but, I think. But thank you to you listeners. I know that um there were some vulnerable moments in this episode and and maybe some things that that um were maybe moments of preaching but you know, this is all coming from the bottom of our heart and and we really want to learn and we want you all to know who we are. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, this thing, wouldn't be taken off like it is without you guys. So thanks guys and gals. So, you know, thanks so much for, for putting up with us and, and choosing to put up with us.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you wouldn't listen to us if you didn't like listening. So we thank you for that. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think ditto. Um, I could ramble some more, but I'm not going to. Uh, this is a lot of fun. We have some regular listeners. We have a lot of interaction, and we r- just love it. So mm-hmm. thank you for coming back. And uh, you know, we're just really excited to see where this thing goes. Still, I mean, we still have a general idea of where it's going, but there's a lot of unknown to us too. So it's right trying to trying to find our shape and. What we will find with, our niche what we can do with we'll this we'll find thing. our niche find our what our niche what is that
1: um it's a word commonly used in the english language most pr- most prominently pronounced as niche um Never. where you find your specialty or an area of passion hmm. typically leading to maybe some expertise hmm.
0: Sounds like a nice word.
1: Most miscommonly, um, or uh, most commonly mispronounced as niche.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard that word. I think you're wrong, Travis. <laughs> I think it's I think it's vice versa, actually.
1: You think I'm wrong?
0: I never said you're wrong. Oh yeah,
1: you would think I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good night. Good morning. I don't know what time it is that you're listening to this. Thank Good you month. so much for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for all your support. We uh, are going to end this episode because, as you can tell, we can babble. So, goodbye. The Wouldn't It Be Nice theme song was performed and written by Luke Snyder.